Welcome back, everybody. PNB Podcast, episode 116, brought to you by Manscaped. You know, hop on Manscaped, go there, get 20% off and free shipping using the code PMB Pod. That's PNB Pod. Tell them the truth sent you. We back once again, the truth Geechee. We got a special guest here today. I will we'll get back to her. Shout out to see Danny down in Atlanta and doing her thing first. Yes, I let Geechee, you know what I mean. Do your thing. How you feeling, big fella? I mean, I'm good, bro. Man, you know, it's 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 been a it's been a real calm week to be honest with you, man. Uh, I ain't been doing shit all weekend. I was <laughs> oh, I took the uh, actually not nah, did I took the first dose of the vaccine on Saturday? Okay, congratulations. Um, I appreciate that, man. How you feel? How you feel? I was fine. Only thing is, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like on, I'm sorry, I took it Friday, Friday night around like 10:30, bro. It felt like somebody smacked me with everything they had, bro. Like, I was just on the couch and I was out. Like, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like, it was a super, super struggle. Got some good-ass sleep. Woke up the next day feeling refreshed and uh, and life's been good ever since. You know what I'm saying? My arm was just a little bit sore for like a day or two. Yeah, um, and yeah, just pushing like forward. Am I, do I do what? Do you like needles? I mean, I don't think a nigga in the world like needles. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, you know. Um, I ain't afraid like, of it. The, the joint <laughs> is long. I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. The needle they use, like, that shit was long. That joint was real. <laughs> <laughs> that joint was long as I don't know what. I felt like it touched my bone, bro. Like, that joint was long. Nice. But, um, but not. Nah, I mean, my pharmacist, the pharmacist was cool. He was like a retired dude. So we just got to rapping. And then, you know, they give you a little card. And then they tell you, come back in your 28 days or whatever it is. So... Um, yeah, it was real organized. You know, it was good to see a lot of uh, black people in there, especially a lot of older black folks. They were definitely yeah. the majority of the people that were, um, you know, in the little uh, vaccination center. Um, but now I, I saw that DC opening up for everybody that's over 16, I think next week. So, you know, y'all do your thing. If you want to get vaccinated, do your thing, get them yeah. appointments. Shout out to DC because yeah. I know Maryland moving slow. But all right, yeah, man, us, I'm, I'm yeah. hearing I'm hearing all the other states is fucking it up, even though I thought yeah. DC was fucking up because like they system nah, broke bro. down like four different times. Bro, I can't even I can't even register in my state. You know what I mean? Mm. Even if I wanted to, I can go on the link, but I mean I'm not eligible yet, but we'll we'll see how it is. But bro. we got a special guest joining us today. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Colt Classic. You know what I mean? Introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hey, hey, I am Colt Classic. Real name is Candace. Um, I'm based in Washington, DC, originally from Baltimore. Hey, I'm hey. Colt, right? I'm the Colt to the Matthew. home team. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Land of the O for real. Hey, Shorty, stay tuned um, real quick. Just leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. I know y'all be tired of people saying this. Yo, all the, all the time. Yes. No, I saw this. Hey, fun- um, it used to be, oh, have you seen The Wire? Like, shut up. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I saw this funny tweet the other day. It was saying, um, you know, like, is that controversy of, like, British actors playing American characters? Oh, like, no. going on. <laughs> Did y'all see the joke? And it was like, man, what happens when Americans start playing British characters? And somebody was like, man, only one city can pull that shit off. <laughs> one my, city. My nigga said, next up. Uh, yo, I do it. Shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> that joke had me cry, dog. Come oh on, man. God. I ain't mean to cut you off. I just had to get No, in. you're good. You're good. Um, so yeah, I'm from Baltimore. I'm the co-founder of 90 Minute Workday. That is a community of driven people that come together once a month to do one thing for 90 minutes. So anything they have on their to-do list. Um, so if you're you're thinking about joining us, you can think of it like a time study hall. When the timer is up, we share our wins. We work out our obstacles and the next one is going to be on March 20th. So that's this Saturday. Um, and then the one after that will be the last Saturday in April. So when, whenever y'all are hearing this, pull up on 90 minute work date, we're at 90 minute work date on Instagram. 
That's nine zero minute work date. Um, I also work. Yo, Candace gonna get in all the information at one time though. Yeah, get it out the way. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna ask I was gonna ask a follow up question to that to unpack it a little bit. Oh like, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's break that. Yeah, let's break yeah, that yeah, down. Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. Like so, ninety minute work day. I, I know you said you know it, it's it's a organization designed to help people be more efficient. Um, you know, so are how has COVID affected you? And are you doing it virtually now? Are you are still meeting up. Like, what's the setup looking like? Yeah, so um, COVID, we were gaining a lot of in real life traction with 90 minute work day. A lot of people at that prior to the pandemic had asked us like, yo, I'm in LA. I love what y'all do. Can y'all make it virtual? And because of how we were rocking in person, we used to be based out of Eaton Workshop or rather um, the cafe that's located in Eaton Hotel in Washington, D.C., um, because of the traction we were building there and the community we were building there, you know, virtual was like a, like a, okay, quarter two, like, well, think about it then. Um, but then the pandemic forced us to fully shift to virtual. And um, it's been interesting. We, um, we're like every org that's been impacted by the pandemic. We've just been navigating and adjusting um, and playing it by ear as people, you know, initially, I think everybody was like virtual is virtual that like happy hours, game nights, work, like everything mm-hmm. was virtual. And then at one point, you know, people started getting fatigued. So, you know, um, just as with anything that requires strategy and dedication and is it works with people, we have to, you know, continue to listen to people and meet them where they are. Uh, so we're still being consistent. For 90 minute work dates, um, still linking up with people. We connect via Zoom, um, still helping out people work through any challenges they had and giving them space just to prioritize themselves. Um, we've just been shifting our approach in the way that we talk about it to match people's needs. Um, because I know that, you know, there's a lot of people dealing with burnout right now from being at home and having their right. living space also be their workspace. Um, so just being mindful of that and how we talk about it. Sure. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So I guess just to dial that back. So we met Candace like just coming to our events. What's super dope is like, you know, so many like pockets of people that like, like you, you the pockets of people that you know are like some of the random pockets of people that I know. So even like showing up to like your 90 day um, work date events, I've seen people I'm like, I know this nigga from, you know, such and such or whatever. <laughs> right. So like, it's cool because we, you know, the, when we started the podcast and we knew we wanted to spin off to do events, that's what we wanted to do. We just wanted to bring people together. And I feel like you are one of those people, especially through the, the I don't want to call it event, but through the, uh, I guess, activity that you host um, with the 90 day workday. So um, just from my experience, like, so basically what it is, is you come in. And for 90 minutes, you work on whatever task you need to accomplish. So like, you know, if you are having a hard time, like me, I have a hard time, like, you know, sitting down on my laptop at home to like prioritize for the week or, you know what I'm saying? Like I spent, I used time to like work on like our guest list for the podcast last year or, you know what I mean? Like we uh, plan like part of our event there. So it's just like being around people that are all like focused on the same, not on different things, but just focused towards driving towards a goal. It just like makes you get shit done. And I like how I, I remember, I think it was the second session I came to, y'all had like the card. So it's like, okay, write down your goals and like knock it out. Like it's, it's real dope. I, I think it's a super cool concept. And, you know, hopefully once the world opens up outside, like it'll be even more impactful to do in person. So I definitely want to encourage everybody to like get on distro list and we'll add all that stuff into our, the bio to get you on there. For yes. sure, for sure. And I, th- I think the first thing that I learned, you know, just from being there the first time was you can only do one thing at a time. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, multitasking, you know, everybody brags about being able to multitask and get a lot of shit done, but like get one thing done hundred percent and then move to the next thing. That's hey. really how, you know, Geechee always talking about how I've been rebranding for 2021. Like that's, <laughs> that's how I've been doing it. Like literally focus on one thing at a time. I just got finished working out. So it's like, all right, bet like, you know, from six to eight or six to seven fifty-five. like I'm, I'm gonna just focus on that, not worry about anything else. And then mm-hmm. from eight to 10, I'm gonna do the podcast and lock in like, uh, really attempting to give a hundred percent to everything. And then, you know, that coincides with the 90 minute work that you come in there, you write down your goals, but Hey, write down something you can actually accomplish. For sure. Absolutely. Works. Yeah. Like we yeah. went there and I think we put together a list of guests and, and um, uh, like an email listing as well. And mm-hmm. that turned into our newsletter, which, you know, that, that right there in and of itself, it's not, you will look at that and be like, Oh yeah, put together a newsletter or put together the template for a newsletter but it's like you know we're now reaching 1500 people i'm about to say that's like the spark of something that we do on a monthly basis like that yeah. one 90 minute block turned into something that we consistently do now yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. honestly for me that's why like fiona and i knew that we had to level it up to be a community like this was something so 90 minute work day I actually struggle with a lot. So so attention and focus and all the things that make like working tough and then being an entrepreneur tough and being part of a community and have running your own content, all the things that are challenging about that 90 minutes, working in 90 minute rounds every Saturday with an accountability partner most of the time, 90% of the time. Um, that was the only way I was able to be successful. Like once I did that, I saw the direct impact. It's like, yo, like if I don't do nothing else this week, I'm dedicating 90 minutes to my brand. And I like saw the results happen in real time. So once like Fiona and I realized that um, we decided to, to make it a community because we felt like, yo, like there's no reason why I know other people that's doing those stuff that would love to have a space and a time to just sit around people that, you know, are also driven and also smart and also ambitious that can turn to you. And if you're struggling with something and be like, Hey, here's who I called when I was dealing with the same issue, or here's how I did it when I faced the same challenge. Um, but that's what made it important to us to, to kind of ex- expand it into its own thing. So where do y'all go from here? You, you, you went from DC to LA. I mean, you know, you, where, where else? Well, where are going? So I'm not actually in LA. So 90 Minute Workday is currently a bi-coastal community because mm-hmm. Fiona is now She's based in LA. In LA. Right. Yeah, 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 I'm still in DC. But in terms of what's next for 90 Minute Workday, we're just thinking, well, first we've got to, you know, play, wait and see like everybody else. It's like, what's going to happen in the real world? Um, but in that meantime, we're just thinking of new ways to connect more deeply with our community. And we're thinking of like new... Um, I hate calling it content because when it comes to 90 minute workday, I, I consider them conversations because it's not just us like giving things to y'all. It's like we listen, to, we do this. We talk to people that are in our community. They're our real friends. They're our real, you know, real people in our circles and we figure out how to serve them better. So um, that's what we're working on right now. That's yeah. Good. Um, I guess internally we're working on scale. That's always a challenge every year. It's like, how do we do this bigger, better, more efficiently, less taxing? How do we grow? Um, So we're asking ourselves those internal questions. Word, word. That's good. That's good. That's good. So what what else you got going on besides 90 minute work day? I know I kind of cut you off. While you're no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. You know what? I'm actually glad that you cut me off because I think 
like you were saying, like uh, I think someone mentioned this earlier, like just being on go and like yeah. always, you know. Oh, you from Baltimore? Are you all right? You know what I mean? You already right, know. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> always on go for real. Right. So uh, I appreciate you you slowing this question down. Um, the other thing that I do is I work in marketing and advertising with an emphasis on social media content. Um, so right now I'm just leveling up like i i think you know a few years ago i was working at pbs kids and now i'm working at an agency and working with clients like netflix and facebook and it's it's just been it's been a fun ride it's um one thing that i get to do that i really really love um it even started with my work at pbs kids but i talk to diverse audiences so it's not just racially diverse audiences but i also talk to rural communities um and you know content that's catered towards specific genders um, and just really figuring out, especially during this critical time, like what's the best way for companies and brands to get their messages out and to talk to people that have specific identities and specific concerns and things that are important to them. And I just love the fact that I get to be a part of that work. This is the part of the conversation I, like I had some questions for. Right. So obviously we live in like a social media age. Right. Like can't avoid it. If you starting a business, starting a brand or whatever, like you have to do the social media thing. So like from your experience, you know, you have a ton of it. Like what are some things that you see people do wrong on their social media? Like, you know, starting off something new. Like what are some things that you see wrong? Like, okay, if I was like your, if I was your social media consultant, I would not do this. Like what are some things that you see? Um, some things that people do wrong it's not even in how they use social media, it's how they think of themselves. So some people go into, they say, you know, I have this brand and I'm going to try to appeal to everybody and I'm going to do everything. So if reels come out, I'm going to do reels. If kids on TikTok going dances, I'm going to do dances <laughs> on TikTok. Like, <laughs> that's, what Herbie, that's what Herbie with Jeezy last album. I saw Jeezy doing a TikTok channel. Oh! Hey, bro. hey, wait, what? <laughs> Jeezy did a TikTok joke in, in the grocery store, bro. That joke hurt my heart. It hurt my heart so much. Because that's just not you, bro. <laughs> Oh my like, god, yo. that guy was horrible. So he he, he a new man, yo. And, you know, I like to see. Change. I like to see my artists grow and change, like you know what I'm saying. But it's just not you, my brother. Jeezy was. <laughs> I didn't even. I had to run it back. I was like, I know good and well. They don't got the snowman pop locking and the frozen food. <laughs> you know, I think me. I think me and you DM'd about this because I think you posted it. I responded like, "This hurt. This one hurt." But my bad. Not to cut your eye. So what? What are some things that niggas do wrong? They try to. You said they try to message themselves to everybody. Message yourself to everybody and do everything and like throw themselves on Clubhouse just because somebody said Clubhouse is popping. I suggest experiment by any means. Try different things continuously but also have a direction for yourself. So know what your brand is and who you really want to talk to and then what you have to say to them. So for example, um, I'm trying to give y'all an example. Here I go. I don't even know why I set myself up like that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no, I mean, look, look I, I can speak to it for myself. Like, like you were saying, there's so many avenues, right, to reach people and it's overload. You know what I mean? And yeah. and just trying to figure out your personal brand, like even with the, the, the podcast, like me, myself, 
all right, how do I represent myself as a representative of the podcast, but also as a representative of my business, as a representative right. of, you know, different brands and stuff that, you know, I'm an ambassador for. So it's like, yeah, I can use TikTok. Yeah, I can use Instagram. Yeah, I can use Clubhouse. But it's like, it's overload. You know what I mean? And yeah. at the same time, you're putting out similar. There's only but so much creative content you can put out. And it, it's it's content it's overload. And I'm like, yeah. And then at the same time, I'm like, yo, I have a life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's it gets hard for me to always be, uh, you know, displayed on social media for people because I got to get shit done. And I like my private time. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to go do other stuff. And it, it, it it's kind of like one of those things where you just have to shut off social media and give them a little taste of what you're doing. That's why most of my most of my uh, videos now on my story is either a repost of something funny that I've seen or me riding in the car because you're going to see them on moves. <laughs> right. You're going to see them on moves, but you're not going to know what moves I'm making. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's a key point. Like, just focusing on what you can handle. If you're one person and you're you're trying to build your social, like, you don't have to do everything. Like you said, like, you just focus on your Instagram stories. Like, you just just focus on one thing and, and do that really, 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 really well. Rather than like, oh, I need to do clubhouse conversations every week. Then I'm gonna do TikTok videos and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Now, now, are you on Clubhouse? I am on Clubhouse. I've opened an app in months. Clubhouse. It's been it's been a minute, honestly. Okay. I, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I can't do Clubhouse, man. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of capping on that joint. It's tons of capping. Tons. A lot of capping. Everybody, Everybody at Oxford. Everybody, they be like, yo, I'm, I'm everybody, everybody, everybody work for somebody regular. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, Clubhouse is a fun. So I have not explored Clubhouse um, truly, like to the extent that, you know, as a, me being me, uh, being someone who works with a lot of content, uh, I have not fully explored Clubhouse. I've been told that it, the quality and what you get out of it depends on, you know, your network and who you follow. But to date, I've seen it as an effective tool, yeah. um, but just not one that I'm prioritizing right now for yeah. myself, my personal brand. Um, and I've I've seen, I don't know, like, I don't know if people do it well. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's just an interesting thing to watch. Like, it's, it's interesting to watch the pandemic interact with like impact the way that app is being perceived it's interesting to watch like some apps have their own barriers to them like for example twitter i mean believe it or not has a there's a literacy barrier there like twitter tends to be more wonky educational a lot of journalists there a lot of people who are actual a and r's there you know people who speak from their field and can can it can get academic on twitter um, so there's a barrier there. And then there's like the visual barrier on Instagram, like in terms of like aesthetic and like the way that you like to consume content. Like it might not be AV, like audio visually optimized, but Clubhouse, I feel uh, it offers something new because it, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like uh, written content that had to be consumed in the way that Twitter is. It was audio. Mm-hmm. So there's more accessibility. And then, like you said, it's also more capping and. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just been it's just been interesting to to watch um, to watch Clubhouse. And I think last thing on that Clubhouse, I feel like is one of the few apps that brought brought together different socioeconomic groups. I feel like there's often a barrier there, like even the fact that Instagram started with just iPhone users, like you wouldn't think 
think about it, but it's like subtly like we're communicating to a certain demographic. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And yeah. Clubhouse didn't do that. And so it's like, it's like what, what happens when, you know, people who argue about 200 dates are also in, you know, in the same, you know, conversation with people who like have $20 in their account. For whatever reason, that's not shade. Like I'm just, you know, speaking facts about no, that's real. different demographics being able to interact together on the same platform at the early stage of that platform. Right. You going on out? You going on a two hundred dollar first dates? <laughs> I have. You, I live in DC, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's not hard yeah. at all. That's yeah. I was gonna say one drink and a, and a good entree. You right there. Go ahead, get your money. No, no. I was <laughs> gonna say with Clubhouse, like it. I, I think it initially started like marketing to a specific people but just like everything else at some point you got to realize you got to let black people on your platform for it to go and i think that's what happened like mm-hmm. the pandemic happened they realized that they need to get black folks on here so they started going out to like the black you know voices of twitter instagram so on and so forth to draw that crowd in mm-hmm. um and you know obviously it does what it does and you know sometimes shit go left like i've always been a person that loves community like i was always on reddit i was on reddit early like i was the guy on forums i was on like so hip-hop forums i was on like joe budden forums back when he had it like in the early 2000s like i was on smoking section like i've i've always loved being part of written community like that's always been my thing so like as social medias have changed, like Twitter, that's why I've always loved Twitter because I just get to read what you said. I don't necessarily have to hear your voice. Like I could kind of imagine what you sound like. I could kind of have look at my phone and kind of get my little chuckle to myself. Then Clubhouse came along. It's like now nah, I'm hearing these niggas and I'm like, yo, their voices don't match up, or eh. <laughs> you'll see. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they just corny. Like that's just it just wasn't for me. Yeah, Clubhouse is it, it, it can it, be it, an assault to it, the senses. Like, right. oh my god, like I'm colored. It, 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 it ain't it ain't I do have a <laughs> One question hey, hey, for you. you. So, like, a, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a quick question, real quick. Yeah. Do you remember your first screen name? Oh, Lil Rim Rocker. Oh, uh, Lil Rim Rocker. Oh, six. <laughs> Wait, what? Lil, Lil, Lil Rim, Rim Rocker. Oh, six. Yeah, that was my, my that was my aim back in um back in high school. I graduated two thousand six. Lil Rim Rocker. I ain't never dunk, but for some reason I wanted to use that. <laughs> so, like, my name on my forms, it would be that, and then um I would use uh, major never minor. So M A M A J O R N V R minor so like if you probably search that you probably could find me like i said on so hip-hop or right. um like Joe right. Biden, uh form back in like fucking 2008 2009 like i was heavy into like i had my own hip-hop blog back in the day so like we right. did that um but Candace, i have a question for you before we run out of time on the first half because y'all know niggas don't have no premium zoom <laughs> somebody like me right i i am not a poster at all like i do the stories thing but i don't really like jump on like my Instagram time. Like, I don't remember last time I posted a picture on my timeline. Like, so, but at the same time, we have the podcast, we have, you know what I'm saying? Other, well, right now, everything, the events and stuff is like kind of on pause. So I still want to like draw people towards me to get them towards the podcast. How does someone like myself break out of that? Like, what can I do to like, I guess, put myself more out there in an organic way? Because I feel like my network is good. Like, I, I people know me, but it's, it's because of who I am as a person, not necessarily because this image I've created. Like, how do I break out of that box? And I know uh, I ain't the only one that struggles with this as listeners. Thanks, me too, yeah. You, uh, what are you posting your story? I post... Um, most of the time on funny my stories is funny stuff. Like, I, and like, funny videos I see on Twitter, I'll save it down and I'll post it on there. Um... Dr. Umar. 
if it's some funny Dr. Umar post, not see, I see I roll the eyes. Not I don't post Dr. Umar for real. Like it's the funny clips. It's the funny clips. Yeah, like the, the reasons why we laugh at Dr. Umar, those are the type of things that I post. I, I, he gives us quotables, man. It's always yeah, hilarious. But I'm just gonna tell y'all, like after living through a Trump presidency. Like, anything is possible. So, like, I want us to be mindful. Like, yes, he is a joke. But I feel like somebody somewhere is like, nah, bro, makes sense for real. Like, like I think... Oh, so, so, hold on. Let me... Let me okay, so, <laughs> like, he's one of them niggas that, like, if he goes on a rant, you could pick out about 15, 20 seconds where it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But a lot of it is bullshit. But, okay, yeah. so there's, there's this page called... Dr. Umar, no context. And they'll put, they'll pull like the funny shit. So I love right. reposting those, but really on my timeline, like, I mean, on my stories, I put like tweets of that funny videos. Every once in a while, I might throw up like a music, like music that I'm listening to. That's one thing I love doing. Like, I'll just go on a Spotify rant and just post like shit that I've been listening to. I feel like I got decent music taste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that's about it. Like, I don't really go too crazy with the stories, like outside of that little box. So for you, what I would suggest, if you're trying to build up your presence on Instagram and begins to reach a, a wider audience or connect more deeply with the audience you already have, I would suggest you take the music post and then just post something once a week or every two weeks, whatever you can commit to, but on your feed so they have more visibility. So, and I would even publish it as a Reels just so that, you know, because mm-hmm. Instagram at the moment is prioritizing Reels in the feed. Thanks. Um, and that's just an easy way that's organic to you. Like figure out what you want to talk about. Maybe it's like you react to a new song every two weeks. Like it doesn't have to be crazy. Like I am, I'm not right at the moment prioritizing, expanding my personal reach, but, um, in the past, like my reach has grown when I committed to a a specific piece of content consistently. So for Mm. example, like a long time ago, I was on the cult list and that was just a list of things, five things I felt like were dope. It didn't matter where it was. I just posted the list and I would do this weekly. And then I like got tired of doing that. And then I, you know, I had the blog on and off. I had cult TV, the show. Right. Um, right. I, I, was on a, yeah. I was on a couple of other little pieces of content, but every time I did like a specific piece of content on a piece of content on a consistent basis, that's when my following grew. And I mean, if you think about it, it's practical. Like people begin to know you for a particular thing and they, you know, want to have conversations with you about it. They want to follow you. They want to, you know, you know, help you build it out more, put you on to other things. You can put them on the stuff too. So right, that's where right. I would start. So Honestly, I guess that's where I would start and stay for real. Like yeah. right. So basically like and the advice to anyone is like you said, find the one good thing that you enjoy doing and that you know people like. Like people love new music or people love new foods or restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like that was back when outside was on I was at a restaurant all like every day. Every, you know what I'm saying? Day. Like so yeah. Like you said, find the one good thing and draw people towards that. Yeah. Okay. And that's easy for you. Like, don't easy, say, right, like, right. I'm going to do, because I've done this too. Like, I'm going to do a blog post every week, 100 words. It's going to be easy. No, no, <laughs> no, no. If you, unless you got all of them written for the month already, don't do that. Mm. Like, just do what you, what you can commit to and be consistent about. And it's easy conversation like oh follow me i um i post a new song every week word like that's like mm-hmm. an easy you know you're not you're expanding your network in real time without like trying to entice people with like slide mm-hmm. pictures or you know things that, that take sense. a little bit more work that's right. dope without being outside your comfort zone my, my roommate sure. says that same thing he's a social media manager he's like you know the word that comes up is theme he's like find your theme and then just run with it 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Outside of like media management for like brands, like do you take on new, um, new clients? Like if any elicitors needed somebody to help them with their social media in general, can they reach out to you? Yeah. Like, hey, sis, I need to. At the moment, I'm not the girl. I'm not the girl at the moment for mm-hmm. new social media projects. Um, if you have like short term, just creative projects that you want a consultant on or you need a producer for, um, I could do that. But okay. I can't do social right now just because it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So yeah, got, it's a lot of work. A lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. Work. So if they got like heavy hitters come in, new projects. So stuff that needs blasted out, like you'll be somebody that can help them with the direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or somebody is like, I am an artist and I have a launch coming up, and I need to know like what should I do between now and the launch day, and what's an effective way to like talk to this particular audience outside of just like the normal like oh on social media or oh do this like some some crazy stuff like I'm a I'm a setup a virtual speed dating for my R&B album or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you were thinking about those kind of like ideas. You want to do something like make a splash or something like that. And then, yeah, that's what, that's the type of client I have room for right okay. now. Okay. Well, somebody out there probably needs something. You know what I'm saying? Highlight it, man. Yeah, cult classic on uh, on IG. That's classic with a Q at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's a lot of creatives listening to this. Yeah, and if you call yourself a creative, you know you're gonna need some promo. So it'll yeah. up for sure. Right. So let, let's you know let's go ahead on and run the ad. You know what I mean for the first segment, and then we'll get into some more topics on the back end. You want to do that? Yes, sir. Go with that. That we'll be back. What's up, PNB family? It's your boy, The Truth, repping the PNB podcast. Hey, I'm here for y'all for St. Patrick's Day, okay? We all out here just trying to get lucky. If I know you and you know me, y'all like a good deal. So I got one for y'all. Manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code PMBPOD. That's PMBPOD for 20% off and free international shipping. Now, Manscaped has the best male grooming products there is on the market, right? So tap in with the Manscaped Performance Package. You get the Weed Whacker Ear and and Nose Hair Trimmer for those nasty nose hairs of y'all's. And you can get the Lawnmower 3.0, which is hands down the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and anywhere else in between. Look, look, check your boy out. I use it too, and I'm definitely smooth. So ladies, if you have any suggestions for your man, tell him to get clean and tell him to tap in at manscaped.com using the code PMBPOD and cop some of these new products so not only he can feel good, but you can get lucky as well. It's all of our time. So once again, tap in with our sponsor, Manscaped at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PMBPOD. Hey, Telling your boy the truth sent you from the PNB podcast. We out. All right, man. We back, man. Second half. We're here with Coke Classic. Uh, first half, you know what I'm saying? We talked about some some professional stuff. I guess now we're gonna get into some of the <laughs> some of the some of the fun shit. You know what I mean? Yo, you blow me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what I do? Hold on, tell you what some, I do. Some professional stuff. Like, I mean, we was a little, we was a little professional. You know what I'm saying? We just try. I mean, a little professional. Talking shop. <laughs> <laughs> talking, on, we, we, talk, we, we talked about the reason, like, how we met, all that good stuff and stuff that, you know, she does out in the streets. But now we get into some of this fun stuff. So who's going to start it off, man? Let me throw this topic, this topic list back into the chat. Because the first thing we all have on here is Kirk Franklin, man. Who want to who give, uh, give us a rundown of what's going on out here? 
Hey, look, all I saw was that Kirk Franklin was disappointing his child. Nick was acting up, you know what I mean? He he was cussing out Shorty. Now that that's that's a little tough, you know what I mean? But I ain't going I ain't going not say I haven't been in that situation as a child. You know, my my parents didn't curse at me, but if I was being if I took it to that level, you know what I mean? It it it, it might go there. So my my only thing I had against it, you know, him him cursing his child out is that one like you know, there's obviously different ways to discipline your child and approach your child. And definitely when you're talking to your child, you have to be, you have to show your child respect. Because if you don't teach them respect at a young age, then I don't think they'll even learn it until something bad happens to them later on. And that's what, that's the issue with a lot of people, you know, especially from Baltimore, like niggas just don't have that foundation. But this nigga then went on social media and apologized to the world for that video. And I'm like, nigga, you don't owe us an apology. You owe your child <laughs> an apology. And to shake my head. I feel like I feel like my opinion on this is going to be so different than both of y'all's. Uh, my take on it is this. It would not be me. It would not be my parents cuz like I just I'm 31 and I haven't I've never had to interact with my parents like that and they've never interacted with me like that like my parents barely cursed for me. I came from the timeout generation. So like, I, I can't relate, but I do, I have, you know, I taught school as well, but before I got into marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I've seen parents do wild things. I've heard wild conversations. I've been on the Metro in DC and seen parents <laughs> use a variety of wild tactics to discipline their kids. And I'm not saying, oh, you want to be like me so bad with the built-in. That's poster. hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, but um, so I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying what he did was normal, but it's not. First of all, the child we're talking about is 33. Please, thank you, so finally, 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 finally. <laughs> let's let's acknowledge that this is a grown ass man. So it's hard for me to feel like. Wow, he's talking to his child like that. Um, I don't know. There, I think we don't have the context or the benefit of knowing like the real, like what goes on behind closed doors. But also, I never felt like Kirk, Kirk Franklin was a saint. Like okay. Kirk came out in the nineties with the wild sex addict. Uh, he was addicted to porn and shit. Yeah, like yes. so for yes. him to be cursing, like I am not like oh Kirk. Also, like less than three years ago. He told somebody that he would bring he would bring a tool out on him for uh for you know, wild stuff about his daughter. So classic tweet. All, classic tweet. Right. I'm not at all surprised that Kirk Franklin is cussing out his 33 year old estranged son. I'm sorry that it happened. I you know famous people. <laughs> like right, you know, it's not like that's none of my business. My the way they was acting, it was first of all, first of all, like you said, Candace, Kirk is a regular man just like me and you. You know what I'm saying? He makes great gospel music, but at the same time, he ain't no saint. He never said he was a saint. Like you said, he came right. out, he's very open and honest about his flaws, right? Second of all, it's a grown ass man, bro. Like his son is a grown ass man. And like he said, an apology, like okay. we've, we've all struggled. He said, we've all struggled yeah. with this, with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like they obviously have a lot going on over there in regards to him. And it sounds like the whole family has issues with the dude. And to be honest with you, to be 100% honest, if you record in conversations and put it on, on the internet, just like Kirk said, you a bitch-ass nigga. 
And that's just what it boils nice, down to. Kirk said you're a bitch ass nigga, and I believe it. <laughs> that's just what that's just what it is. Hey, that's just what it is to me. Kirk Franklin said you was a bitch ass nigga. And that's just what it is to me. Like I don't feel oh like God. Kirk, I don't feel like Kirk, even though, like you said, we said, you know what I'm saying? He's a human, he reacts just like we all would. He has the same anger, the same emotions like we do. I feel like Kirk just not going around calling dudes bitch ass dudes. Like, you have to be a real bitch-ass dude for Kirk to jump out there and be like, man, you a bitch. And that's just what it is. And I, and I, and I feel for him. It's unfortunate that it got posted. But I love the transparencies in, in his apology. Like, this is one of the few celebrity apologies where I was like, you know what, man, I felt that. I feel I, like... Go ahead. I was about to say, I didn't see the apology. And I don't, you know, I don't... I, I can't say Kirk is right or wrong. Uh the 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 child the thirty three year old child the bitch ass um, nigga yeah <laughs> they were, they were going back and forth what I appreciate about the whole situation is how many people that in my age group that are raising young children or about to like be parents how many people were like that's crazy couldn't be me though like how many <laughs> of us but how many of us are acknowledging that that even though we grew up with it as the norm for some yeah. of us, or we saw it in passing as the norm, we're not continuing that in our own parenting and we're not allowing that type of relationship Thanks. to happen with our parents. Like that's what would make But at what age proud. though? Like at what age? Like at what age do we say, okay, we gonna have to talk to this grown man like a grown man. And 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 I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like me and my dad, we don't have the best of relationships, but you know what I'm saying, if it if it got heated. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's just like, yeah. I, I, I personally, this is me. This is my stance. Like, yes, like your parents, you got to respect them. You have to have that reverence towards them. But if like your father has treated you away, you hey, listen, man, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm sure Kirk had reached his breaking point at that point. And the reason why I know he did is because the dude recorded. He knew that whatever he said to his father pushed him to the edge to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm about to pull up my phone and record this shit. So obviously right. he knew what he was doing. And at, and like you said, at 33, I'm sorry, but if my son's 33 and he's been leeching off me, being disrespectful to me, he my son, I'm going to love him to death. But now we on man time. And, you know, it is what it is. Are we going to square up? We going to square up. Like, you know, like I, I just don't, I personally didn't see the big deal in all of this, me personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I get it though. I like what you said though. Like I do see, I am glad to see a lot of people, especially black folks saying like, yo, all right, man. Like that might be a little far, but we forget, man, I think a 33 dog. It's grown ass. Yeah, nigga over here posting yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Just, just posting whatever. Son, just, what type of sucker nigga is you? Hey, but look, but look, speaking of posting, you know what I mean? Let's talk about this. Let's unpack this, this Trey Zone. This Trey Zone. Trey Zone. Hey, let's unpack right, this. Animal. I mean, let's unpack this <laughs> Trey Zone, man. Look, Trey Zone is always... Trey Zone, I hate y'all niggas, yo. <laughs> Say that. Trey Zone's always in the news, man, for some. And every, I, I feel like the... Sorry, my bad. Let me... You know what I mean? <clears throat> did, he get, did he fought the police? That was the last time he was on the news, right? Really? Got to that fight at the Bill Stadium, I think it was. Y'all remember that? Yes, I, I thought, I thought the last time he was on there was when he was messing with Lori Harvey. Nah, bro. Well, unless that was after, but he was just on the news. He got into the fight with the police and they like arrested him and all that. He had dude, he had the cop in the headlock. You ain't seen that video? Nah. Oh, oh, I, mean, I feel like I heard about it, but that joke was hilarious. If you want a good laugh, just Google Trey Song's police fight. And it's a hilarious video. 
you gotta understand that Trey Song is also like my height. You know what I mean? He like five eight some shit. So I mean, <laughs> that, that probably, nigga though, man. You get it in, man. You get it in, you bro. Get rich, but, but, and, and and then the other news was he had the the child randomly pop up. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere or whatever. That's whatever. He's 33. It's like, nah, but like, <laughs> like, I just feel like that's, that's not news. Like, people drop random kids all the time. Damn, <laughs> damn. Look, look, all right. So, look, y'all, y'all seen the video. Trey Song's out here spitting in girls' mouths, man. Ooh, yeah, ooh, that. <laughs> what was y'all initial reaction? Like, just that's, raw reaction. It's lit. <laughs> it's fucking lit. <laughs> Let me say this. Lit, so the though. way I saw that he was trending and I saw people were talking about him, the way that people were talking about it on Twitter, I thought that he raped someone. Like, I thought I was like, oh, shit, like, we yeah. lost another one of our, like, you know, gosh, I hate it had to be him. When I saw the video, I was like, that's it? Like, the nasty nigga who told us he was nasty in 2009 is being nasty? Like, hey, y'all mad at the nasty nigga saying he nasty and being nasty? Yes, like, this is, Trey Songz has been this person since, since anticipation mixtape. Mm. Like, he's mm. been wild. Like, he's been like that. I think, I think people was, you know, people fake upset because they saying it's in the middle of the pandemic and he's spitting in two girls' mouths. And I'm like, well, first of all, there's plenty of other things that we probably still do to this day that we shouldn't do. Like, do y'all be cleaning off your phones when you come in from the streets? Like, y'all take y'all shoes? Like, there's mad germs floating around this place. And like I said, when I seen the video, I thought, oh, shit, it's lit. Don't you spit in two joints' mouth? That's, that's, that's a legend to me. That's elite. Let's get it. You know what I mean? That's elite. That's elite. <laughs> and how do we know? And how do we know he wasn't tested? Like he he very well could have just got his COVID results as negative. And he's like, all right, now we want to do our thing. You know what I mean? Like we so don't know. Tested for that. Like, if like want, just so you could like. If I'm gonna let somebody stick some shit up in my nose, bro, best believe I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go stupid right after. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Yo. I ain't got nothing to say. I don't know what to say to that, yo. Like, like come on. Exactly. Like, like, ooh, got my results. Who wants it? Like, whose mouth is available? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was crying because the video, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what y'all get into in your personal lives, but I'm just gonna say, you know, in a in a in a uh in a sexual situation. Hey, bro, don't, 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 sexual don't say no words. <laughs> I'm not, hold on, let me get let me get there. Let me get don't there. Don't stop him. Like I was, let me get there. I was quiet, like you know what I'm saying? As as a nigga, first. as a nigga that has maybe done the act, right? Like, I've never like held the face down at my hips and let the spit dribble. From way up to way down, like the the, the setup in the so video. So he taught you a new move, fam. The nigga, like it was basically like a jumper. Like nigga, <laughs> let that jump just like do his thing. And I'm watching. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like I ain't never seen that one before. And I've seen a lot of shit, but I ain't never seen that one. That was, that was unique. You know what I mean? Just took a couple notes. And the nigga who made anticipation mixtape one and two. Shane revolutionized but and enjoying small. It makes sense to me. The, yeah. I think so. Two things. Um, well, maybe one because I forgot the other one. But um, I think what is um, I think what is interesting, or not even interesting about all this, but what it speaks to is black males and R and B. Like there's like okay. so even doing a lot of stuff for attention. Like I think there was a dick pic last month. Like you said, the fight. The to make the always in the news. 
Yeah, he's always in the news, but it's never about the music. And I think that speaks to the lack of runway that um, Black males are given in R&B after a certain extent. So, mm. for example, like, white men um, can come to R&B and then mature in their sound. Like, white artists, mainstream artists, pop artists, they come, they come to R&B and it's like, ooh. Like they're edgy now, or oh my god, they're so grown up now. <laughs> That's what happens when they when they go R and B. But for black men, it's like what's after, what's after? Like we've been rocking with Trey since two thousand nine, right? So like now, what can Trey songs do? Or you think about like the fact that twenty twenty experience, you know, Timbaland and you know Timbaland and Genuine DMV, you know, they have mm-hmm. that roots, you know, in in like for the nineties and like in some parts of the two thousands, like. That was the sound like genuine over at Timbaland B in that right. whole like era, right? And then you get into the modern era, it's like genuine is str- not struggling, but struggling. Like he wasn't, you know, in his prime. And then Timbaland gets 2020 experience to Justin Timberlake. So it's like sense, we're yeah. not, yeah. we're not the, the black male RB singers aren't given the same, you know, it's hard for them to have. That longevity like, just doesn't exist. Yeah. At a quality level. At a quality, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, damn, that nigga, he playing the film more. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd be having the nerve to laugh at like, it. Like, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. Chris Brown, we have the nerve to laugh at it like it's not partly our fault. Right. Well, yeah. no, it's not black people's fault because black people like still listen to R. Kelly. Like, no, what I'm saying, hey. black R and B singer. Really? When I say partly our fault, it's like we. I think sometimes we don't necessarily support the artists that we should. Right. Like we don't ne- always have yeah, reverence for like the like the legend. You know what I mean? Like if we did, them niggas wouldn't be at you know Howard Theater. Like, if we supported, like, some of our older artists, like, the way we should, like, they mul- multiple generations should support them. So, like, let's say a genuine was on tour, like, maybe our mothers might go see him, but are we going to go to? Are we going, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if we necessarily do that. I, I think that's a great point, though. Like, and also, too, like, I feel like some of our, our R&B artists, them niggas kind of peaked a little early, too. Like, Trey, and nothing's going to get better than Anticipation Trey. So, it's like, you're right. It's like, where the hell does he go from here? Like, Who's going to help? So now him he gotta drop the OnlyFans. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I think that, there that's... is room for him. I don't know. I don't know what it is. What I feel about Trey Song's recent music, how I even listened to an album recently, and I like love Trey Song's. I don't remember the. I know. I think he dropped something recently. I feel like he dropped something recently, but I think it's oh the to- um the welcome home or I'm home yeah. mixtape or something like that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought that was um it was straight. I think also <laughs> that like R and B R and B is so interesting. Like the the real real R and B, like R and B ass R and B, not vibe and B. Like when we get to the Brent Fiaz. Like mm-hmm. that's that's speaking. It's kind of from that genuine era as well, but it's a little bit. It has its own, like you know, got that linear toxic yeah. on it. Um, I got you. I got but you. I think maybe like just maybe certain aspects of the genre just don't grow with us. Like you know, like if you think about Eric Bellinger and like you know songs like Panty Dropper and. Was it Hoes Love Rihanna and like you know like just different little songs like that? It's like that's cool, but I don't know like what I'm gonna do with this. Like now I'm thirty one. In, in, in twenty years, like am I gonna yeah. go back to this? 
Yeah. And not even in 20, in 10 years, am I going to go back to this? Like, in two summers. Am I going to go back yeah. to Exactly, exactly. Even Jack like, I'm fond of Jack and even though he's head-ass, like, I know he's head-ass, <laughs> but <laughs> he speaks to a specific era of R&B music that I, like, that I really, really fuck with, and he has a particular sound that is, like, very traditionally R&B, so when you listen to, like, a Jack and then you listen to, you know, Brent Fiaz and Black and like that, you know, it kind of stands out and you get the disconnect, like the, the gap between those two like strains of R&B. Of R&B. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. You that mentioned crowd, Yeah, no, nah, I was, I was going to say, I feel like there's a, and, and I'm not no music expert, but I feel like there's a lack of character development when it comes to to R&B artists. And maybe that's why we don't necessarily support him. Because like Trey Songz, he's stuck in, 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 in one silo. Like he's, he's that nigga who invented sex, right? And you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear anything else from him, but him talking about spitting in somebody's mouth or, you know what I mean? Knocking some girl back out, neighbors hearing my name. Like, I don't want him to come over and start talking like real shit about his heart getting broken. Because my nigga, you was out here talking about you know, some other wild shit. Sure. But I mean, then, like, for I me, think it could be done. I mean, well, it, it can I'm, be done, though. Because I mean, he started out with like, done, but then the example yeah. I was going to use is Usher, and like, yeah, that, I don't know. Fall like, fall I, I personally didn't like Usher's music as it matured. And, 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 and he never had he never had immature music to me, but like some of his more recent stuff, like I just wasn't a fan of necessarily. But Usher always had grown music, like even. In his when he first came out, like it was respectable R and B. It wasn't like like you said, like the vibe and B, like the toxic R and B. Like, but he came from the era, though. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then he he fell off a cliff because then after what what was the one joint? Um, what's the joint? Yeah. What you? Uh, is, that, is, that the, is that the Zaytoven joint? Oh my gosh! What happened was that? Oh my god! No <laughs> Yeah, after like <laughs> after like there goes my baby and all this shit, I was done with him, bro. Mm. Like, I was like, all right, there goes my baby was it. But then after that, I, I just could because that to me was like the last time Usher was really Usher. Now he 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 he's trying to be Chris Brown when he's not, and 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 that's my issue. Like I still go back. The only R and B artist I still go back and listen to crazy is like Jamie Foxx, Random, uh, T Pain. Um and Joe, you know what I mean. You know, yeah. I want to know. Hey, Joe, my yeah. man's man. He, he Joe, was on Joe would, do, Joe would do what he does forever. To be yeah. honest, I mean, Joe, Joe gets you some chips. What help Trey songs is if he if if our Trey songs and similar R and B men if they recognize the musical traditions they come out of. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you are like a byproduct of like Sam Cooke and you know, Bobby Womack and, like, a lot of dope people. So if they, like, recognize the tradition of music they came out of and then went more acoustic, I think that they will be able to mature their sound. Like, I, you know, no shade to... And I love Anderson Pot and Bruno's whatever. But what they're bringing, the reason why everybody's, like, so crazy over so sonic right now is because... It reminds them of something else. Yes. And it's, like, music, like... If your mother not listening to the lyrics, you could play it and she's not going to be like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Like, you know, so it's just like, it's that universal sound. And like, the more nostalgic something it is, the easier it is for more people to latch onto it because you Mm -hmm. don't feel like, oh, this TikTok music or, oh, this is, uh, 
this is a uh, toxic R&B, like Ren Fires and whatnot, or this is ambient, like whisper R&B, like, no, like, it's just, it's feel good. It's feel good R and B. It's that feel yeah. good R and B. But it don't even have to feel good because Bobby Womack made. You know, he made top. He was future. Like he made like mm-hmm. the, the most toxic of music. And, he was arguably, I would say, worse than a lot of '90s R and B um, artists. But he was making real. Like he had real instruments. And then that's what I mean when I say feel good. It's just like the the content doesn't necessarily have to be like the warmest, right? But when you right. listen to it, like it literally makes you feel good just the sounds like you said the instrumentation like the even their voice like you know the the warmth in their voice like it was just music that you like embrace whereas like you said now it's like a little different but there are some good young rbx like i fuck with like you know i mean like a xavier omar like i i love xavier omar like he makes good music to me um I'm thinking like dude, so it's kind of hard. Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely skipped to women. Um, yeah. guys that I like now. <clears throat> I don't know. I you know, I am a like job. a Masego, like you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, but even then it like you said, it just that in itself, that's not like traditional. You know what I mean? Like yeah, what Masego, he does is different. I think is, um his own his only like some mm-hmm. people just be like coming out and doing whatever but i think masego is like an artist artist like i think he makes he i think he's in control of the way his music sounds mm-hmm. and like if he wanted to he's kind of like a donald glover like if i wanted to make a i could do some shit yeah if i want if, y- if y'all if i if i had to put out a, a single that's gonna work for the radio i could very well do it but i'm kind of i'm good where i'm at you know yeah. the music that i want yeah. to work which I respect immensely. Um, I like I'm, like, I'm like pulling up my playlist now. Now we gonna we gonna get some because you know at the end we get a um we get a vibe for the day. So we gotta pull up a song that you like and we'll let it rock at the end of the episode. Um, before we oh, get out of here, that's far too much pressure. Yeah. But uh, just, while we jump into the next topic, just start thinking about it. Okay. Um, okay. What we had next? Well, we should we had the um the tweet that we saw about men being single over thirty as a red flag. Or was it single to having no kids? Which one was it? It was single. Oh. It's black men who are at least thirty or thirty and over, single, no kids. It's a huge oh. red flag. All right, well, we got a we we have we have a woman on the episode to, to dissect this, so this is perfect. You know what I mean? Wh- one is that a red flag to you, and if it's not, what are some red flags that women see him and is like, eh, nah, I'm good. He might ha- he might got a little something going on. Listen, <laughs> a man that you know, is about to be some shit because I must I'm, I must be a double red flag. Say, like, I'm thirty. Say, I'm thirty two. I'm thirty two. No. <laughs> I check all the boxes. A single man over 30 with no kids, like, what up? Like, slide in my DM. Like, that's, that's how, that's a flag. That's a six flag. That's, he got the, uh, <laughs> the marathon continues jump, the black and white checker flag on him. Yes, I know I got it. Like, laying here, like, <laughs> like right this week, sir. That's like, hilarious. what? Also, like, I'm in, again, like, I think where you are matters. Like, if I was in the Midwest, I could see that being a problem. Because I've heard from my friends who are from out there that it's like, nah, that's like, it's a little bit different. Like, we all got families. But I live in D.C. People are, have prioritized their career over a lot of things. Um, there's more, there's also more reasons to be single in this city. And it's also a more transient city to an extent. Like, some, a lot of people come here and they do, they come here from somebody somewhere else. They do two to five years in the industry. They, you know, reach a level of success and move on to the next city. 
So with that being said, I'm used to seeing people who are 40 and single with no kids and happily dating as if they're 26. So um, it's not a red flag at all for a man to be single over 30 with no kids. And, you know, uh, that is my type. So Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? Because I knew I wasn't crazy. I was telling you, I, was, I had this conversation with a woman the other day and I'm like, man, it, it, it can't be like this because isn't that what you want? You Do you want a nigga who got kids? You know what I mean? It don't make sense to me. Like, I'm I'm 30, no kids. I'm I'm a perfect candidate, man. Number one draft pick. Oh yeah, you know. What I, mean? <laughs> I got no baggage, yeah. Because we always talk about baggage, and then because I feel like you know, if I had kids and if I had additional baggage, I would get slandered for that. You know how how can we win out here? So man can't yeah. win, bro. There's no, no, there's nothing we could do that's right. That's just that's just what that's what the internet oh tell us. I, I feel like women in real life don't feel that way. But if you base off, if you base your opinion strictly off of what you see women put on Twitter, some women put on Twitter, or even some men put on Twitter, depending on you know what you like, you would think that like you can't go wrong. And the reality is, I believe that majority of women that want that are doing well for themselves would prefer a man that is rounding into the thirties, because that typically means you've done it all already. You know what I'm saying? You're not really yeah. itching for too much more. You don't got no kids and you make, you know, you do decent for yourself. So that means, you know, I don't got to worry about, you know, not being able to get our sneaky links in at the beginning. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or, or on a weekend, if I want to be out all Saturday from brunch to the bar to the wherever, you know, there's nothing that ties you to go home. You know what I mean? I think that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Apparently it don't to some people. But, but I, I got a question now. So how does how does a man effectively slide into a woman's DMs? That that's like the golden question, man. Respectfully, I, I mean, respectfully, yeah. Because I haven't been successful, man. You, I, I've sent the emojis. You know what I mean? I, what emojis you send though? Because that could be the problem. No, nah, no, nah, because like <laughs> if it could be, but like you know, I mean, you just you respond to the IG story with a fire emoji or like. You know, uh, you got to stand out. You got to do something unique, my brother. Hey, hey, you know, you got to pick one emoji and stick with it. Like whether it's like the uh, the little whirlwind, send the whirlwind to a joke. See what she said because she probably like, What's that? And screenshot it and send to the girl, like, I don't know what this means. And her person be like, Girl, ask me, ask me what the whirlwind means. Then ask me, you you trying to break the ice? That's what it is. I'm just saying, if if you don't understand the emoji, you know what I'm saying? Now you got to, now you got to have a conversation with me. I don't know. The best DM strategy is direct. Like, like, like J.R. Smith, you trying to get the pipe? Or <laughs> classic. <laughs> no. Because then that's how you get screenshot. It'd just be like, oh my God, I love that show too. Let's go. Or like, oh, like, what are you doing this weekend? Or like, you know, whatever it is. Or like, I want to get to know you. Like, just whatever your direct thought is. Because the thing is, it's like 16 people. It don't even have to be men that like want to like talk to you. It's like at least on a small account, at least 16 people replying to the story with emojis. And like most people don't even like acknowledge the replies. And like I, I personally make a point to acknowledge all replies, yeah. but um, a lot of people don't. So like you send an emoji to my stories. But I don't know. I, you could be bored. Like I just think you at work. Niggas just niggas sending mm-hmm. sending fire Sorry, and everything. Funny too, like yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, you like my selfie, but like I don't know, like I mean, I don't. Why it pull a page from the nineties? Why we talking about it? Like just hit a joint, like yo, you like ramen? And she's like, fuck no, like I like tacos. Okay, let's go to Taco Tuesday. Like boom, 
Now you out the DMs. How, how, okay, what's the most direct somebody has been with you? Like, straight to the point. <sighs> this is a good one. The most direct somebody has been. Oh my God. Come on, I know you're being funny. Come on now. She 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 specifically says, Yeah, you got 16 people. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what is the most direct? Gosh, here y'all go. Why are you thinking about why, why, time. why are you thinking about that date? What's the most direct? Let's go ahead. I'll answer you. Yeah, let's get Candace some time to think about Man, the most the most I'm direct. I, I, as soon as he asked this question, I, I knew this nigga was gonna be like, yo. You know what's the most direct? What's the most direct, bro? Hey man, I want my Snapchat days. You know what I mean? Um, you know what the you send him a body pic. You know what I mean? You <laughs> said the head was left and right, bro. What you doing? No, I ain't the hammer to the I ain't send no hammer, bro. I, <laughs> I ain't send. You send the illusion of the hammer, but you don't send the hammer. I got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's probably because I felt uncomfortable doing it because that's that wasn't me. But but you know like, like that's what we're saying you gotta stand out like the like the devil made him do it. So hey, look, you gotta right, stand. Like, you gotta stand <laughs> hey, look, you gotta stand me. out. You gotta stand out. You know what I mean? Right. And I was thinking, I was like, bro, I can't just I, I find find women. I always think, man, all the niggas, you know what I mean, is gonna respond to them like yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like uh, a nigga's gonna hop in and say, hey, you know, you look good or you look beautiful. That that's simple stuff. So I was just trying to figure out a way to stand out, and I was like, but a body is not yeah you gotta know. know like a body part first of all i would recommend that because a lot of women consider that assault but ocular assault it was pre yeah. me too back in my snapchat days you know what i mean yeah but i feel like for a body part you gotta know like you gotta know i don't watch sports but you gotta know that like that like bucket is gonna land or like you know like you gotta know yeah. You had to know, like, 100%, like, it's a go. Yeah. In order yeah. to send a body part. Because nine out of ten, like, it's like, first of all, y'all don't take good pictures. So it's just like. Facts. And then you got to show your homegirl, like, girl. This nigga got his feet. I, I, Look at this nigga with set of feet pics. Hey. <laughs> I think, I think, I think I remember the joint responding to it and I was just like, all right, yeah, let me just. Oh, you was in there. Nah, nah, I was, I was like, her response wasn't, wasn't hype at all. It was like, oh, I think she said that's cute. And I was like, yeah, that's dead. That's all the way. That's like the worst, that's like worse than like her not responders. You know what I mean? Like, that's cute. I wanted her not to respond, but it was like, oh yeah, that, oh, you look cute. Like, damn. All right, next. I mean, that's worse than oh cute. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least if I'm random, like, oh, she accidentally opened it. She ain't, oh, she ain't mean, she ain't realize she opened it. You know what that, I'm saying? That, that, I'm making excuses for myself. That's what's up. Hey, uh, most <laughs> with a LOL. <laughs> um, I'm trying, I feel like sec- being sexually direct is not that ain't gonna like. That ain't gonna I mean, it, that's not gonna work, but it's also not uncommon. Like as a right. woman, that's why I'm like. So, so um, let, let, let's 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 get back to the question, though, and I'm a, I'm gonna kind of throw a twist on it since I know you're still thinking. What's the most direct you've been mm. in the DMs? No, don't 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 be skipping through thoughts neither. I I, I see you. I see. <laughs> I, I I know for a fact that you've probably asked a dude on a date just directly. 
Yeah. I feel like I, yeah, I get I get the vibe. It's like, man, this nigga handsome. Fuck it. Let me just let me curate my story for him. Hopefully he sees it. If I see him on the scene, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go ahead. Like, I don't do the terror <laughs> content. Like, no. Curate that, that content for the day. Oh, day. actually, there's somebody. Oh, there's this guy. He's like very handsome. Um mm, had 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 a page like with him and his girl. And then I just noticed I had been following him before the girlfriend. Right. And then I saw the pictures come out. I'm like, oh, he got a girl, but whatever. Like, I'm going to still follow the page. Or don't know him at all. I don't know him in real life, but uh, this is like off of social media. Um, but then I noticed all the girlfriend pictures was gone. Man. So I was like, oh, I just passed. I was like, oh, wait, post this girl in four months. Okay, let's go. Girlfriend pics is gone. <laughs> so then I hopped in the DMs uh, and I was just like, hi, um, yes, are you still in a relationship? And he was like, I love all, yes, I am. And I was like, oh, all right, that's what's up. And you know what? You know what? I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. That was a very, very respectful way to approach that. Real, yeah. Honestly, I I like that because I, you know what I mean. Like if I was out here and like I seen a girl d- delete all her do pics, like I'm just gonna jump out and just assume. But the fact that you asked, like, hey, look, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but are you still in a situation? You know what I mean? I, I can respect that. Yeah. Also, respect I feel that. like men are different. Like. I feel like a woman who is just who's recently broken up or had a man last year and has been single for like six to eight months. I feel like that's different from a man just because of the way that y'all approach relationships. No, you be like, man. You could be single for six minutes, nigga. I'm, I'm like, I got a shoulder for you. You don't even need to be hey, single. Nah. <laughs> Nah, y'all not. A nigga, not, a nigga always got to show the group. Well, as like, mm-hmm. you know, really, I mean, most people don't, but men especially, like a man that is recently out of a relationship is trash. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I can believe that. Like, I ain't responding back to no text messages. You know, you see me when you see me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I feel like men are like, y'all kind of easy too, like, in terms of like, it just take one good holiday, one good meme from your ex, and y'all back. Right? Back to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she said, yeah, my mom made the pies. You coming? That nigga go smack. He gonna leave wherever he at. Go yes. Smack yeah. And I just don't got the time. I know what it is. I've been on the other side of that. <laughs> So, yeah. like, Or you know, I know. Or I know that your mom always makes me a pie every Thanksgiving. So I reach out like, man, I know she got my pie my name on it. And whatever you got going on is getting dropped. That's the truth. That is the truth. See? And that's why I can't do it. I gotta, it gotta be like a 12 month gap. That's hilarious. <laughs> and therapy. <laughs> and therapy. And therapy. And, therapy. Yeah. and she gotta like have moved or some shit. Like, gotta <laughs> <laughs> be deep. She gotta be she out gotta of state, be, state. Like, done, yes. Like she's married in Dubai now. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man, we only got a couple more minutes left on the Zoom, man. Before we get out of here, let once again, drop all your social medias. Like I said, you know, we do the song, The Vibe of the Day. So pick your song that we're going to rock out with. Pick something good, man. Oh. I definitely appreciated you coming on and joining us, though. This was dope. I had a lot of fun. You got to come back yeah. again. And we can, just do all, we can just do all topics and shit. She, she pulling up the R&B playlist. Yeah, you know, so take notes, awesome. you know what I mean? I'm going to go with um, In Honor of the Boy, Trey, being true to his brain. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with In the Middle, 
So mm-hmm. y'all know, like he was, he told us in 2009, he told us like the being like in the middle. I don't even know the words. I think it's just a bunch of sounds after that part. <laughs> if you weren't on this episode this week, because I'm gonna make I'm gonna make like one of your pictures that you sound like the um, cover art for this jump. I would definitely be using that Trey Songz picture with the two <laughs> girls. As the cover art for this episode, because that shit is hilarious, man. Classic, classic. But I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We'll make sure that uh, all the information that you got is plugged in. Cool classic with us. You know Thank you mean? for coming. C-L-A-S-S-I-Q. 90 minute work dates is this weekend. Nine zero minute work date. Um, and they they can register via the uh, IG right link in the bio. Yeah, so the link in the uh, Instagram in the ninety minute work dates Instagram bio you can register there, or you could you know the flyer is in my story. It's also on the page. Get the okay. um, do a meeting ID. Yeah, or, well, we'll make sure we get it. <laughs> With that being said, man, it was a good episode. Sure. I get at y'all, man. All right, man. <laughs> the truth, we out, man. Can't be part. <laughs>
not trying to be in the front or the back. By the side, just inside, deep inside the middle of your love.